Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Uh, Big Kurt and I are both on Twitter, as we have uh, um, shown... Well-established at this point. Well-established at this point. And see, I'm already getting lost for words here. And uh, anyways, we're calling this the Uncomfortable Pod. And what I was going to say is we're on Twitter, but... We very, very rarely share any points of view on Twitter, definitely on this podcast, that have really anything other to do than Big Ten football, sports in general, or something jovial that's funny to food rankings. Let's not forget food rankings. And then we talk food. about football and food and, and booze and booze. That's, which... that's our wheelhouse right there. <laughs> that is our wheelhouse. Um we are calling this, I think, officially the uncomfortable pod. This is not my wheelhouse. This is not my wheelhouse. Well, you know what? I'll say this. This is my wheelhouse when I'm talking one-on-one amongst friends or acquaintances. I am not a person in the quote-unquote real world to avoid uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, that's um, fair. I will say in my 20s, I seeked them out. You stop doing that, I believe, at some point in your 30s, right. most of us, anyways. Yeah. Um, so so it's I don't have them with the same fervor that I used to, but it's not like I'm stranger to these type of conversations. Podcasts are weirder because this isn't a conversation with us and the listeners. This is just us talking mm-hmm. and people, however they take their podcast, and you're, you're just listening. So it's not it's not really a conversation. See, I think I've, I'm, I'm opposite of you. I avoided uncomfortable conversation when I was younger. I seek it out more now than, than okay. I ever have, I would okay. say, because I'm just a grumpy old man. Correct. And I just, <laughs> yeah, I want to make other people uncomfortable. Correct. Um, so we're, we're going to get into some stuff here. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, housekeeping items. Then we're going to get into um, the Lovely COVID topics of, of topics. pandemic and race relations. And obviously, with the race relations, it's going to tie, obviously, into the Iowa football program. Um, it is not a gigantic pink elephant in the room. It is a black and gold elephant in the room. Um, so, obviously, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we didn't record a pod last week, not because we were avoiding. That was that was, that was was because of me. I was out of town. That was, I was visiting family. And we don't record a podcast every single week in the offseason anyway. Nah. We usually go one or two weeks. So this right. just happened to fall on a scheduling thing between Kurt and I. So um, I have never done this before, but a uncomfortable, unique pod uh, produces something a little bit different. So I'm basically going to read a statement. Oh, Okay, you not, have a, it, a prepared statement. A prepared okay. statement okay. so that because oftentimes I would re-listen to the podcast and I would I would I'll hear myself and I'm like, I know what point I was trying to make. Yeah. I got about 70% there. I veered off and I never really got to work. I, I I find I don't listen I, I like listening back to like catch myself doing things that I that are annoying, like to try to correct it. Correct. And there's sometimes I'll be like I, I see what I said there, but that's not what I was trying to say at all. Bingo. That is, it is a weird thing, a when, thing. You, yeah. with, when you, I mean, before this, I had never ever taped a conversation or just me speaking Mm-mm. and listened to it before. Yeah. And it's, it's, and sometimes it's, it's disgusting like, sometimes. Sometimes it's completely opposite of what I was trying to say. Isn't that weird? I know. Communication is hard. It okay. is hard. So talking that, is hard. So with that being said, um, so we're, what I'm saying here is, 
my point of view, what is going to be expressed in this podcast, because I'm not even speaking for you right now. I'm just saying this. My my prepared statement is just for me. Do you want to launch right now? I'm going to launch it right now because then I just figured it will be a carte blanche over this entire podcast. Okay. Some of this stuff won't fit into exactly what I'm saying here, but I just want to literally get it out of the way before we get off your chest. So my point of view. So in that, in other words, the opinion I have from where I'm currently at and who I am. Okay. So who am I? I am a marginally affluent, marginally attractive white dude. That's took 40 plus trips around the sun. I can't I can't control any of those factors that were right there. That is you. That is what was served up to me. So because of that, that's where my point of view comes from. I feel like people just say point of view like a expression like always oh, from up north and you just kind of throw it out there but you don't actually really take into the effect of that person's point of view is unique to that person. That's just how it is. That's part of being a human being. Um, it doesn't mean you'll agree with me. Only a crazy person would think everybody listening to this podcast would agree with 100% of what myself, you, or anybody would have to say. My older brothers are marginally affluent, marginally attractive, white dudes that have took 40 plus trips around the sun. And even we can't agree on everything, right? So if I have 10 strong opinions that I'm going to share on this podcast... Maybe you, the listener, only agree with six of them. Maybe I, maybe I get lucky and you agree with seven. If you don't agree with the three or four or six or seven, if it's even more than that, that's okay. Yeah. Correct? We don't all have to have the same feelings exactly. on every topic. Correct. Yeah. Some of the best conversations I've ever been in are with people that I don't really agree with. I have no power over anybody, including most of the time the four-and-a-half-year-old that I literally help give life to. So I don't think that's going to apply to people listening to the podcast or just anybody I would run into on a on a daily basis. Um, these are basically just words lined up in sentence form. But this is the one part is that I swear whatever I'm going to say next, I mean well. It, it comes from a good place. Um, by nature, I am a people pleaser. I like to see other people happy whether they are look like me, sound like me, or complete opposite, I would just rather hang out with and make people happier than the opposite. Yes, I, same for me. And I'm, although the, 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 I, I come from a similar background, a couple more rotations around the sun, maybe a little lower on that marginal attractiveness scale, disagree, but everything disagree. else. Right. So I think what we're talking about here is intention, okay? Intention matters to me. Like if I didn't intend to offend somebody, but I did is different from I was trying to sure, offend you in of the course. first place. And and I think that is something that is just completely oh, that's lost thrown out the window right in now. In today's world, yes. The thing that that is almost completely taken into account is the is is the reaction. The feelings that happened after somebody said something. And sometimes when people say something, they're doing it because they're just trying to be an asshole. And I'm not going to try to do that in this podcast, but it is going to be impossible to do that without, you know, sharing some some opinions from here and there. And then the last thing I am on top of all that other stuff, 
I am an Iowa fan. Um, my guess is some non-Iowa fans, some actual Iowa fans will probably hear my take when we get into the Iowa football stuff, and I would guess be disappointed in me. Okay. But I'm not... I'm not one of these, you know, we're not journalists at all. And when we started the podcast, we said we're not going to hide the fact, you know, other people get on and they try to take this stance like they are the unbiased person and they are just. That is not us. No, we, we make that very clear. We, we are fans. So that will apply again today on yeah. this podcast. And I would even go a step further and say, again, and maybe I've, we've said it on this podcast before. I don't believe there is an unbiased person on the face of the earth. I believe no, that's we true. all have biases in us. That they're, is, they're in our DNA. It's yeah, it's it's imprinted in there um, historically. As you know, you you see something unlike yourself, and it's like a protection mechanism. Correct. Like, right. Like you know, uh, prehistoric man, someone different than me. Be on alert. Right. Correct. Yeah, I mean that's a, it's, it is. It it's liter- just in your it DNA. It literally is in our DNA. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. That's anthropological background there, yeah. which I would expect out of you, Big Kurt. So, yeah. all right, there it is. Was hopefully that wasn't too painful for no, that was listeners painful. or you to listen to for that matter. So, okay, yeah. so you're, that's your disclaimer. That's pretty. It is. That was more okay. of a disclaimer. It's your. It's, your, it's not your mission statement. No, that was. It's not a way memo. Too long for a mission statement. It's a disclaimer. Bit of a memo, mostly disclaimer. Okay. Okay. Should we move on to housekeeping? Let's do that. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping. All right. Some big news here. Couple items. Nebraska wide receiver J.D. Spielman officially enters the transfer portal. This had been, you know, speculated for months now that that that, that he may leave the program. Well, it's official. He is in the transfer portal. Now, I, we had a bet on this. I think. I, I, to be honest with you, I I was kind of looking at you when you walked in the door. I thought maybe I know, you'd be carrying I, a bag with you. Or I something. meant to, and we, it, I just didn't have time. Gotcha. On the way here, gotcha. but I, I owe you a bottle of bourbon, and I believe you wanted the Clyde Mays, right? Clyde Mays would be great. Okay, so Cedar Ridge I'm, would be awesome. I'll I'll give you Clyde Mays, Cedar Ridge, Buffalo Trace, all three of those. How about this? How about next time I bring a Clyde Mays? And since I've never tried it, I get I get a sip out of it. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm, I'm ready to note Clyde Mays it is. Now, am... with that being said, I'm happy to win the bet. I'm not happy for J.D. Spielman to leave Nebraska. I always, especially when it's somebody as well-established as, like, a guy that's been in the program for a year or two doesn't really play much. That that happens. People leave programs sure. quite often. Somebody that's as established in that program, he would have walked away with almost every Nebraska every, every receiving, receiving record. record. Yeah. So it's sad to see him go. Um, well, it's I know, sad from the Nebraska standpoint, but if it makes him happier, I guess I'm happy for him. And I guess th- I know a lot has been made on Twitter this week. I don't know if you've seen it of the pretty, pretty high amount of players that have left Nebraska in the last two or three years. Mitch Sherman did an article on it somewhat recently, but I, and and most of that I've seen on Twitter is from Nebraska fans sharing that. Um, But in my honest take is Frost, Scott Frost should get a, he should get a free pass with JD Spielman because I believe JD Spielman has he's an enigma wrapped in his riddle wrapped in a riddle he was like that before he ever got to nebraska before scott frost ever got yeah. to nebraska I, honestly i 
I think this could have happened to any coach that took over Nebraska two years ago. Well, the other thing about all the players leaving, I, I want to say it's like 14 in the last year. Is that right? Does that it's sound about like right? That, yeah. But it wasn't a whole lot of really high. I mean, Mo Washington, you know, that there, there's some off the field stuff there. Obviously, Spielman's a loss, but a, I'm, most of them were not impactful players. So I don't know. That's probably overblown. A lot of times that stuff is overblown. Yep. But this is a big loss for them. I mean, they come back with essentially two established wide receivers in in uh, Wandale Robinson and Cade Warner. And after and, and that, and it's a bunch of freshmen. And they're yeah, talented, 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 very freshmen. talented, but they're um, young. Could it possibly be addition by subtraction, though? Do you think so? Is it that much of a distraction? So it, it really depends on who you would trust on the topic of JD. But, I mean, I've heard rumblings of involuntary... You know, get, not not getting into workouts. I've heard yeah. stuff about he wouldn't practice when it was cold outside. Is a weird well, one. Well, I heard. mean, if if that's true, then that's probably addition by subtraction. That would be. So I, I think you can't if, you can't have that. That's what I'm saying. Team. That's no, what I'm saying. You, you can't, can't have you can't that. that. There there no. there has to be rules in place. Do does then this is what does every single rule have to be followed to a T? No, but repeated issues of a single player making it about himself and not the team. You just can't have that. No, you can't. Um, so, but one more thing I'm excited. I'm not trying to talk horribly about JD. I don't know any of that for a fact, but there seems to be a little bit of where there's smoke, there's fire with that. And I'm trying to be positive. If I'm a Nebraska fan, I think they've probably written him off. I would say 80% of the fans yeah. had written him off at this point anyways. Probably. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm also excited about the tight ends. They do have some good tight end targets this year, so maybe that can make up for it a little bit. Yep. All right, moving on. Iowa defensive back Jack Corner and a friend of his were injured in a boating accident at Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri this weekend. Uh, apparently, the friend badly injured. Jack Corner, not quite as bad, but do you, do you have any? Nope, you got it. Um Jack Corner actually tweeted out it was either late last night or today. Thanks for all of the comments and everything. I'll be fine. Um, but so he is injured in some capacity. Not I, not I have I have a friend of a friend of the family. Okay. okay. And basically what I was told is it looks like he went, you know, twelve rounds with Mike Tyson type of deal. Okay. But he'll otherwise be okay. Sadly, the other friend that was in the accident. It, it has got a battle in front of it. Oh boy! So if if I'll say this much, if the roles were reversed, Jack Corner's college football career would, would be, definitely be sure, over. Sure, sure. Um, so and, and by the way, Jack was slated to be a starter this year at free safety. Correct, and hopefully, you know, I mean, from what it sounds like, physically he will be okay. In all honesty, mentally, I hope he's all right because I, I, yeah. from what I can read through the tea leaves. This is a somebody that's very close to him, maybe a family friend or even family member. Do we know so, is he driving the the boat? Well, and I think they were on a jet ski, but again, I'm okay. trying to get I'm getting into a little bit of what I've kind of pulled together, but um I'm telling you, that, those boats are no good. <laughs> it could it could be something bad like that. I'm so, serious, like yeah. you know, not just boats, but like you look at last year Bobby Roundtree jumping into shallow area of a lake, he didn't realize there was a, a Sandbank there, yep. Paralyzed, or you know, not, he's actually not paralyzed. Thank God, he's he's moving his extremities. Saw that, but, which, by the way, is but I mean, yeah, these boats are no good. That's um, just my. That's one of my rules of life. And I know, obviously, we're playing on the fact that we're both active indoorsmen, avid indoorsmen. Um, I grew up in the middle of a field, 
in the middle of Iowa. Not that I, I mean, I was on several boats growing up, but I'm just more comfortable on land. I'm a big fan of terra firma. <laughs> <laughs> it's where I feel most comfortable. I don't know why. And, and ironically, I was just removed from a boat not an hour and a half ago. Because really? it just wasn't the right wasn't, moment for yeah, me to wasn't be your on the thing no, today. Not today. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it for housekeeping. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, I wish Jack a you know you know healthy, safe return, and hope he can you know play this and, year. And I'd like to say thanks to a ton of it's it's typically mostly Nebraska and Minnesota fans that have reached out to me on Twitter. Isn't that interesting? And and the, the ones that you fight the most the, with. That you fight the most with, yeah. Those are the have ones reached that... out the most to say, hey, is right. it okay? And, you know, thanks for those people reaching out to me. Which maybe is a life lesson here. There could be lots of life lessons like, that we hopefully work through here. You have your differences, but yet at the end of the day, we're all humans, and you want everyone to be happy and healthy and successful. I really do. I really do feel that. So, again, thanks for Nebraska, Minnesota, tons of fans reaching out. Um one person that shouldn't have tweeted, done anything with it was Brett McMurphy, who, because the boating accident happened in the Ozarks, Brett McMurphy said, wow, didn't see this in the season three of the Ozarks. Iowa safety, Jack Corner injured, blah, blah, blah. At, like we're, We've talked already on the pod about wanting the general happiness a yeah. fellow humans. He's he is not one of those people. You are you are either an idiot because you think that's funny, right? Or you're just evil, and maybe it's a little bit of both with him. Yeah, it could be a little bit of both with him. I mean, he is he's obviously a hack. First of all, as a journalist, I have zero respect. He has no integrity as a journalist. After what happened with the Ohio State Correct. thing with Zach Smith and and Urban Meyer, that was clearly a personal vendetta that he had. Yes, that he was taking out on them. 100%. And then this one, yeah, I think there there has to be some stupidity in there, right? And he deleted the tweet. So. Eventually, it took a little while, but And I when I qu- tweet quoted it or quote tweet or whatever you say that. Yeah. I didn't attach him because like I don't want to. Um I just screenshot the photo yeah. of the tweet and then and sure. it got tons of it was a lot of Ohio State fans. And basically yes. what my tweet says, it's official. Brett McMurphy is a horrible human being. And basically, it was like 25 Ohio State fans like, oh, yeah, we've we've yeah, known we that know, for quite we some time. And they're correct. Ohio State fans loud and boisterous doesn't mean they're wrong every time. And I'll tell you what, they've known how big of a jackass that guy is for a long time. He's a jackass. Okay. I wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah, I, I don't follow Brett McMurphy. No. And I don't encourage anybody else to follow him. I think he's best ignored. I just hope in some capacity he just eventually goes away. I mean, it, I can't believe it has gives him paychecks for right. what he's doing. Stop doing that at Stadium Sports. Yeah, which is a weird thing to Correct. begin with. I don't. Right. They have zero presence almost in the sporting world. Anyway, yep. let's move on. Okay, yep. so to, to more stuff that we just love talking about. Good news: players have returned to campus and are beginning to train again for the upcoming season. There will be a season, and. To the surprise, not of me or you probably, some of these incoming players, precautions have been been taken at all these universities. They're being tested for COVID as they come in. Some are positive for COVID because COVID's a real thing. I see some people flipping out. Oh, my God. People are testing positive. Oh, this is just a disaster. This is never going to happen. No, relax. You know. If so we-, we are getting into the opinion part of the podcast. Right. I, 
I think it's fair to say, in comparison or in reaction to more recent events, COVID has taken a bit of a back burner stance. I thought it was gone. I didn't see it on the media for about two weeks. Yep. Apparently, it's not gone, though. It's, no. still, it's still around. But Houston, I wanted to bring up University of Houston, actually shut down workouts because they had six players incoming testing positive. I don't know the full story, I guess, at Houston, but I, I, I feel like we know there's going to be positive tests. It's just a Definitely. matter of how we, we deal with this. Correct. And why not just isolate those guys, isolate the other players they've come in contact with, and then have everyone else continue to train? I don't know why you don't do that. Um, it seems like that should be the plan, period, Right for, for now. So I feel like, you know, above all of this, and I have seen this statement by multiple athletic departments and coaches because obviously they're, that's like a joint statement type of thing. Um, if a player is uncomfortable with this and doesn't want to practice whatever sport, and, and the one we talk about the most obviously is football, they shouldn't have to practice. No, I agree. And they shouldn't have to play the sport. Absolutely. There is in no capacity anybody that is forced to play football. And nor, nor should they be punished either. Bingo. Yeah. And I am with that. Like, I think we're going to probably take a couple hard lines. Maintain or, your scholarship. Yes. I mean, in fact, if you wanted to sit out the whole freaking season, you should be able to redshirt. I agree. So we agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I knew we were going to talk about that. I thought you'd agree with me. But in all honesty, I'm, I'm glad you do. It, it kind of seems like a no-brainer. Seems me. like it, yeah. So once we make that carte blanche statement, and and it's not it, – it is a rule. I guarantee you that is getting, that is getting described in detail. There's probably, probably some lawyer or somebody associated with the athletic department that is saying that statement for the coaches – Mm-hmm. Because coaches oftentimes in these things they they don't say the right things. Correct. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that's happening at almost every single football program. After that, this is the facts. It is a extremely low chance that a athletic athletically inclined young man is is going to die from this. Like we are talking. It's almost, zero, but it's, it's almost zero, but it's not zero. It's not zero. No. Um, so the the fact of the matter is, and I've heard this on another podcast, it would actually be great for your football program if there was an outbreak of COVID now. I, that's one of the points I wanted to it, bring it, out. It, I mean, like just because it's true and I'm stating it doesn't mean it's not awful. What I just said is kind of awful, but it's also... I believe to be 100% true. Yeah, I mean, you you want to get past it. You want to get immunity so that you're not affected during the season. But at the same time, you don't want to just spread it intentionally either. Like, no. That's, no. That's of not... Of course not. We're not... I mean, I don't think we even intimated no, that. No, but... Did we? But that is the fact. That is the weird thing. Well, so, okay, here's, here's my analogy I have for this. Because these teams have health officials. I guarantee you each team has a go-to person now sure. that is like, you go to Dr... Blah, blah, blah. And he or she is going to say, okay, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. If you if you got that person in closed doors and talked to them, I bet you they would say it would be great if we could get to like 60, 70% herd right. immunity. Which is the camp. estimate, by the way, like at least 60%, somewhere between 60 and 80% of a population getting the coronavirus e- equates to herd immunity. They don't know the exact amount. It probably varies by So by what we're talking about is a community inside the community, Correct. which is this football program, because 
I I bet it's very similar to when I was at Iowa. They lock you up. You don't see anybody for weeks. Now, it's not going to be the case right now because these guys are doing voluntary. I did the air quotes there. Yeah. Voluntary workouts. But they're going back and hanging out with their girlfriend or the general sure. public. They're not under lock and key. Uh-uh. So there is a difference between right now in June and July than there will be in August when I guarantee you most of these programs, they have no contact with the outside world. I just think it's something that I haven't heard talked Hmm. about a lot that is something that is interesting for this. Interesting. So another thing too is if a person has, like I don't feel like we've, we've, we've like had this conversation yet or I've heard it, not me and you have had, I mean people in general have had this conversation. Um, something like, I'm kind of spitting out stats here, but I think this is pretty accurate. Something like 80% of the people that get COVID are asymptomatic. Oh, it's not that high. Okay. I, I, I've, I thought it was like a third. Okay. I don't know. All right. I, I, I've, so we're off, <laughs> we're off by about 50% between the two. I don't think it's here. 80. That okay. seems awfully high to me, but anyway, and maybe I was looking there is at, a large... maybe I was looking at 80% of young people is oh, maybe that, what. Oh, that's probably true. Though. Okay, I think that's, that's the, the stat that I'm pulling kind of out of my ass here, okay? I, 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 if, if I'm not I mean, completely... if, there's, if there's anything about this disease we know is that the younger you are, the better chance you have. I mean, I don't think that's even up for debate anymore, no. right? So um, my question is this. Um, Justin Fields gets COVID. <laughs> that was, I have that in my notes. Okay, really? I Justin Fields gets COVID on Tuesday. Okay, I was thinking during the season. Right, go during ahead. the season. No, okay. I, oh, you're talking about during the season. Yeah, okay. we, I was going to say between you know whoever they play the second or third week. Right. If, if the pre-described rule is anybody that gets COVID has to quarantine for 10 days, yeah. he misses two games. Yeah. So it could be versus, you know, if I think week one they play Oregon if it happens then. You know, right. what happens if it happens before the Michigan game? So, so, or is it a situation where, well, he has COVID, but he's asymptomatic, so he's good to go? Don't we have to decree that now? Yes, we do. Before we the need season to. starts. Absolutely. And the other thing is, you know, this is going to happen. Someone will test positive for COVID, but it's a big game and nobody will say a word. Uh, let's. These results. Uh, what happened to these results? What happens I, if a player refuses a test? Oh, that's a good question too. Because, like, it's oh. so okay. Yeah. Do you have? Does a does a player have to be forced to take the test? Hmm. Does he make the decision? Because I mean, this it, is this is what I've heard multiple. I've heard multiple coaches and medical people that are involved with these programs say, which is. You guys don't get it. These players think they're invincible. Yes, of course. I guarantee you, ninety-five percent of these players are like COVID. Yeah, they don't care about it. No, they're not concerned. L- look at the parties that you see all around the country right now right. of non-athletic young people. Yeah, the one of the greatest things about being a kid is that ignorance is bliss. Yes, it's part of the reason I think I was happier as a younger man. <laughs> So that is wrapped into the the DNA, the nature of a young adult. Add yeah. in the fact that they, you know, you know, got a body body like an Arnold with a Denzel face, right? And I, they are that they don't think they're going to get. So they these coaches have to talk these players in to understanding they're not invincible. We 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 have not figured any of this out yet. Well, and that's the other thing is the players 
think they're invincible, but they're also interacting with some coaches that are older and in you know the, the too. Uh, high risk category. The, there is no doubt that a uh, not so because uh, another one of I just read another article recently on it um, on COVID and. You know, the underlying factors. One of the biggest underlying factors is just straight obesity. Okay. Sure. Obesity plus age plus COVID, not good. Okay. And there's a lot of obese coaches in, in football that are over 60. That are over 60, yes. They're the ones that are at risk. What are the chances that a overweight, not healthy 64 year old offensive coordinator? dies of covid I mean, there's during ch- the football season. There's a chance that could happen. I mean, and the uh, going back to the players, all feeling like they're invincible, sure. But what if you know, what if you have a heart condition that you don't even know about? And which people with heart conditions are known to be very vulnerable Correct. to covid. Correct. So let's say there's a 20-year-old safety who just feels like he's in the best shape of his life, no problems, nobody's ever noticed that he has a heart condition, covid, boom, dead. I was just going to take as one player. That's a point to bring up. Another thing to bring up, too, and I do not believe this is lip service from the coaches. I believe this is an honestly good take. So a lot of it is, well, don't play football this fall. These kids are still running around. What scenario, What environment would you rather have them in? Wherever they're at, because there were a no, ton you- of guys that I played football with. There was a guy I played football with. He didn't even know he was basically blind before he got on the football team. And they did an eye test, and they're like, you can't see. And they fitted him with contacts because he came from an unfortunate now, background. What, I mean, these a lot of these players are safer on campus than off. And I've seen that point made many times, and that is a great point. There is no reason to not have these kids on campus, at least. I agree. Yeah. Like none of, We can't gloss over these things. But unfortunately, again, we get to this point, it seems like – every other pod there's no commissioner of college football no so really it's going to come down to the athletic department in mixture with the coaches but mostly the ad and then the conference commission conference commissioner yeah commissioner's going to have a say but i think probably each school is just going to kind of be doing their own thing because some another ways. thing is that it, again we kind of said this before but it could come down on the governor of each Correct. state yeah too. every so, state's like, got its own rules right now so if it sounds like we don't have the answers here, we it's don't. because we do not. Correct. We are trying to bring up points of view, but I really hope there are people much more intelligent, uh, much more affluent than us that have thought this through, and they better start putting a little bit of a plan together. It has to have a clear line of demarcation on when X happens, yeah, we Y is the response. We haven't gotten that yet. Nope. Okay. My my big concern is I I just know people are going to test positive in season and no people are and going to and, test and they're going to throw the results out and say go out and play. I don't know if that'll happen. I'm not. Oh, I don't yeah. know if that'll happen as much. It's going to be a little bit more cynical yes. on that than me. Um, but I do know people are going to test positive. Really, again, the reaction is like this. The article I just read. I mean, this doesn't paint a great picture, but he's like the 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 virologist that wrote this article you know yeah. was we're, we're not even close to being there yet no we're not did He's you know like, that new york we're, city we're like, at, like we're like it across the country we haven't even gotten to 10 percent. no new york city's at 20 percent correct 20 percent positive for antibodies we're, and 
we need at least 60 to have herd immunity. We're nowhere near the end of this thing. And and I don't mean to make these players guinea pigs, but like we need them to get to 60, 70% immunity we, so you can literally make the argument. And like this is the, the two statements that I've been saying over and over again for the past three months, unfortunately, in these this awful year of 2020 that we're all in the middle of. The two things I say the most are two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Another one that I've been saying is sometimes there's just not a good option. Correct. You literally have to pick between two, three, or four bad we're, options. We're picking between douchebag and turd sandwich right now. Correct. But right now we've got two options and neither one is really good. Herd immunity and waiting for a, a, a you know an a immunization. that we don't know that, that may not happen ever come or if it comes how effective it will be so um here, here's the analogy that i have for this entire COVID thing i i get the sense a large percentage of the population is basically being jerry seinfeld when he said he chooses not to race remember he didn't I want to race not to race no we don't have a choice we don't we have to race correct we're all gonna line up at the starting line because this ain't going anywhere until we either like i said reach herd immunity or have a vaccine and even with a vaccine, think about how many months it's going to take to produce the vaccines, enough of them to, to administer to everybody. It's not going to be an overnight thing. Of course not. So it's just, how do we manage COVID? That's that's what it comes down to. Yes. It's, it's a reality. If you close your eyes, it's still going to be there, and we have to deal with it. We're not making light of this. We do not like the options that are presented nope. to us. The same options that are presented to the players are presented to me and you are presented to the people listening to the podcast. It's just, we have no choice. We have to get through this and figure it out as we go. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. End of that. Yes. Crappy segment. Yes. And let's on go on to, to another crappy let's segment. Let's go on to another one. <laughs> okay. The uh, Iowa situation, which all started um, when Kirk Ferentz basically said his team would either stand in unity or kneel in unity, right? That's kind of, that was kind of the trigger here. Right. Yeah. And then there is a chronological event, events of this that have gone down that I think have kind of gotten swept up a little bit lost. So you you had the George Floyd incident. You had um, the the protesting, the rioting. And Kirk announced that his his he would let his team, I believe. Right. He was going to let them decide they're either all stand or all kneel for the national anthem. Correct. Correct. Okay. Then James Daniels, former Iowa guard, now with Chicago Bears, tweeted that. it's long overdue. The black players have been treated unfairly for far too long within the Iowa program. That sparked a bunch more tweets from uh, Noah Fant's mom, Tevon Smith, Amani Hooker, Amani Jones, Manny Rugamba, Torin Young, Jordan Lomax, and others. Many of these going back to their treatment personally from strength and conditioning coach Chris Doyle. Correct. Have that right so far? Yep. So far, so good. Well, I don't know what good is the right way to say it. But. Right. So, um, Kirk, or the program, I suppose, immediately put Chris Doyle on, you know. Administrative leave. There you go, administrative leave, and here we stand today. Correct. So the chronological part, all right, here we go. We're getting into the, this is the stuff. This We're getting we're getting into it here. Um, again, I hope throughout this and at the end, you understand that this has been quite the thing as an Iowa fan former player, both my brother and I, it's, it's been a lot to take. Um, I'm, I am glad we didn't record right when it was breaking one week ago because yeah. it was still raw. And I think you always want to let time. things marinate for a while. 
when there's emotion involved. Correct. Um, there's still emotion involved right now. I like to think a little bit less so. Um, so I'm going to right now reference the Washed Up Walk-Ons podcast, a, a podcast of three former Iowa players. They've been going for like a year or two now. Um, I'll admit I don't listen to it all the time, uh, but the last podcast they had, uh, podcast number 123, uh, 123rd podcast, was quite the podcast. Uh, they they talked on this specifically, and um, I thought they did a good job. They're, they're still pretty young men, and they did as best they could to get through it. So I'm going to try to do that here, and there may be a few times that I reference that podcast. I just wanted to give them some credit for that um, you know, before I before we take ownership ourselves. Um, the There were little changes that were happening within the Iowa football program towards this over a year ago. So there was a recognition of we've got to do a better job of mm. this. On that podcast, I learned that Coach Ferentz, after the 2017 season, so the winter of 2018, so before the 2018 season, got the team together and said, we have too many black players that are leaving the program. Yeah, this and is since um, I've got the number here, since from 2012 to 2017, there were 40 black players to transfer out and 16 white. So not good. Nobody wants not to a see good those. ratio. Nobody wants to see those right. that ratio. Um, so it was acknowledged. A committee was put together to try to address this. Um, the committee was mostly black players, from what I understand. Black current players. Black current players okay. at the time that were like on the 2018-19, you know, football teams. Um, I do not know what, if any, changes were implemented, or if there were changes that were requested that weren't granted. Sure. I have no clue. They don't either because they're too old. They weren't with the football team right. as recently as that. Um, so, but it at least showed that Coach Ferentz was trying to look at this two years before any of this hit Twitter and it, and it proverbial blew up. Yeah. Okay. So then... You've, uh, and, and I think some of the changes that were made was like a lack, like like relaxing some of the dress code stuff that happened. Mm. Okay, some of the things they talk about the podcast is an extremely aggressive, no hats, no earrings, certain okay. hairstyles that weren't allowed, like cornrows. I think were not allowed, right? Stuff like that, yeah. dreads and stuff like that. So I'm just gonna have to make my first statement. I think that's silly. That's yeah, too far. It is. Now, it's like uh, the Yankees not letting you have facial hair. It just like I, I don't know. Okay, this is tough. All right, I'm just gonna do my best here, but I'm going to compare a football program to working for a company. But at some point, I'm gonna completely diverge from that to show how it's not like working with. The, okay, it's not. Gonna, I'm gonna talk out two sides of my mouth. Let's see how it goes. Are you the same person, Kurt? with me that you are when you're in your corporate setting with your coworkers. No. There is changes that you have to make when you are in the building with your manager and president. Although sadly I notice I'm getting looser lips as I get older Correct. at my company. But which could get me in trouble at some point, but Okay. But it hasn't the, yet. The point being is almost all of us cannot act the same. Like there are lots of places that say you should cover that tattoo up with a sure. shirt, you know, yeah, like, so 
it's okay for there to be some rules yeah. about, you know, I can even understand, to be honest with you, the no hat thing. Like if I'm, if I'm a coach talking in front of my team, I don't want a kid sitting there with a hat and sunglasses on yeah. when I don't know if they're paying attention to me. I mean, you know, you go back 50 years, it was disrespectful to wear a hat inside, period. Period. You, you had to take your hat off. Hat. Correct. Um, so I understand parts of that. But then with with earrings and jewelry and yeah. certain things. Like, I don't see the point of that. Especially hairstyles, that's just crazy i think me. even the hairstyle is probably the one that's the furthest okay that's the most ridiculous don't okay. you think i, I telling would someone how to wear their hair right yeah now i don't think saying you can't if you're saying straight up nor cornrows that's bad that has racial undertones it does it. yeah um but there are players saying how a lot of this gets intertwined with Doyle. Like he caught them spitting and he got kicked out of workouts. Literally on that washed up walk-ons podcast, the white player talked about spitting and Doyle kicked him out of practice. So spitting outdoors? Uh, they were in a workout setting, correct. You can't spit. That's why we're that's why we're talking about this stuff. Okay, that's that's just stupid. Too far, correct? Yes. Okay. So these are some of these rules are just stupid. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how else to, but, and, and this is where I'm going to sound like an Iowa fan. Cause I think I'm defending situations. I'm defending the program and I pre apologize. Just again, back to the original yeah. statement. It's my point of view is kicking somebody out of the room because they spit breaking a NCA or civil rule. No, there's it's just none of these things that we're talking about are breaking any rules. No, they're just they're just dumb, insensitive and dumb. Yeah. OK. Like, Which, by the way, by their nature, coaches, <laughs> football coaches can oftentimes be insensitive and dumb. Um, I mean, I was called bad, awful things by my head coaches in high school. And when my but I was never singled out by color, by race. Right. That's and one thing I never had to deal with. I was no because and nobody should. Nobody, nobody should. should absolutely not. And I've you know I don't know what's real and what's not. But some of the stuff that Doyle said, he was clearly identifying by race, which is not okay. And now another thing with the washed up walk-ons is they have called BS on some of these tweets. Have they? On okay. Some of them they were like, I was literally right there. Really? Okay. That is not how it went down. There was even a, f a few of the tweets that have been removed. And I will take this oh, chance. Oh, really? Yep. Like, okay, maybe I was embellishing there because there got to be a little bit of a pitchfork and, you know, fire. Like, it just. Crowd psychology is a funny thing, isn't it? It's the old expression you can talk to a person, but you can't people. It's when, when there's, a, you know, a big mob mentality. I think you just yep. like, um, and I'm going to take to say this right now. Don't care. Well, I, I care. I don't, that's not the right way of saying it feel that I need to say this listening to DJK Daryl Johnson Koulianos ex-Iowa player and okay. taking anything that he says with any credence at all is ridiculous because he's ridiculous and I don't know who, I don't even know who yourself that is. lucky most of his teammates have come on been like DJK you're cra like everyone know you're crazy okay like, so I'm just making that statement right now back to a, a t-shirt that I want to have made 
two things can be true at the same time. In this case, some former players have embellished or outright lied. At the same time, some of these things that mostly Chris Doyle, the strength and conditioning coach, were doing were just unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. Um, so as far as repercussions, I mean, I, I think this is a fireable offense for Chris Doyle. I, I, right now, what is, I believe, happening is that they are letting lawyers figure out. Which they should, by the way. They're giving it time. Yes. Instead of, because. There should never be a knee-jerk reaction. You've got to vet everything. That's it. That's and 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 what you have to essentially deal with is a week to ten days of people being angry, as opposed to twenty four to forty eight hours when you typically see right. how fast these. And you know what happens as the time goes on, the anger kind of dissipates a little bit. Correct? Yeah. Like and ten days start... after the offense, people aren't quite as upset as they were. You have to you have to eat through the rotten peach that yeah. you get served to you those first two or three days and get through it and. But in the end, due process and just figuring out the least awful exit strategy for yeah. him is yeah. what they're going to do. I think that's what's going to happen. But my, so then, my deeper question: Do you think there's any chance Kirk Ferentz loses his job over this? The only thing I can say is I hope not. I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I think personally, if Doyle falls on the sword hard enough, then listen, I don't think. I think Chris Doyle is not falling on the sword. Well, I know he's not falling on the sword. He, he would but, be he would be pushed onto it. But he may have to fall on the sword to save Kirk. I don't I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to I don't know how to speak on what you just said any further than that, so I'm just gonna let it yeah, be. That's okay. fine. Um what okay. There has been an acknowledgement, obviously, from Coach Ferentz. Yeah. That there needs to be changes made. Okay. Um, the Some players have labeled this as an oppressive environment. Mm -hmm. I think that's going a bit too far, but again, haven't been in the, I knew, I knew Chris Doyle. I mean, Chris Doyle was there when I was there. Yeah. He, he, I didn't see oppression when I was there, but that was a long time ago. That sure. was when he and the coaches were new. Yeah. Um, it could have changed all the time. I can't speak on that. Yeah. So what I saw was not oppressive. From what I'm hearing a lot of the players saying, it's not oppressive. It's just too much. It's just too much yeah. authoritarian. You know, like like they're just and a lot of Iowa fans have seen that in the play, where it seems like there is a lack of creativity and just quote unquote being a football player and having fun. Mm -hmm. It's been it's been commented before. Oh sure, that's been the thing at Iowa for a while now. Sure. So this is a chance to improve upon that, okay? I would go back to James Daniels, okay? A lot of the Jaleel Johnson, Mike Daniels, obviously I'm I'm basically naming ex-black Iowa football players mm -hmm. that are very successful, you yeah. know. They have also said themselves, the reason I'm at where I'm at is because of the Iowa football program of which Chris Doyle was a big part sure. of. Two things can be true at right. the same time. Okay. Then this is what coach Ference did. He went to the team and essentially said, do you see me as only part of the problem or can I be a part of the solution? The fact that he showed up on Friday with three current players. Oh, I can tell you that he's, he's saying and doing the right things okay. right now. 
and and I appreciate you saying that. It seems to be the sentiment from most. No, I mean he's owning up to it. He's taking responsibility, and he's admitting he he called it a blind spot that he had, which I don't know that I fully believe he didn't know any of this stuff was happening. Any of these things with and with, this, with Chris Doyle, but this at topic, least he's at least he's owning up to the fact that there are you know um, what's the word like um, deficiencies. Blind. There you go. Deficiencies. Right. Um, so this has been a topic of conversation I've had with friends that are outside the Iowa fan base and in, and they've asked me like, is it possible that a coach wouldn't know these things? And I cannot express this to you enough. There is a separation between head coach and team. Like, well, and also between head coach and strength and conditioning program. The, it, the head coach is not usually there when they're training, right? And not just not usually there. Hardly never. Ever. Never. Right. Not never, but like hardly okay. ever. Okay. Um, so do I think like he knew none of the, like none of any issues going on? I, 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 I can't say that. But to the degree of what people think he should know or knew all of this stuff? No. No, no he, head coach. No, he doesn't stuff. know everything that's going on. I'm just thinking and, there must have been rumblings. Some of this stuff may have, must have at some point gotten back to him. And I think that's part of why the committee was started in 2018. Mm -hmm. And this is the part that I probably struggle with the most. This is something that like my one brother put a really you know good text out to a group of ours. I'm not going to read it, but basically he's like, what, you know, at some point you got to man up and go to the person that is pissing you off and cut that stuff out at the source. Now, I agree that that's true. It is hard yeah, in yeah. that environment. Like, cause everybody knew that Doyle was, I mean, he was the man inside that football complex sure. for how things went. Not just at Iowa. Like there was a article that I, I wish I would have, I could find it, but like the, the article talked about how much power strength and conditioning coaches oh, yeah. yield over every football program. Yeah, I, 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 I disagree with that. I, there's no way a player can go and confront the strength and conditioning coach about something like that. That's, but, there's too many repercussions for them. So harder. Okay. But I'm going to kind of get James Daniels. Good. He is now a multimillionaire professional football player for the bears. Mike Daniels, you know, these ex players, they're not under, they're not under the the rule of Coach Doyle anymore. Right. To me, it's like, can we do anything behind closed doors? Does it all have to be on social media now? Well, yeah, it does, unfortunately. But you get you see what I'm getting at. Yeah. And but with all of that being said, with some of that I just said that was, I hope not icky for people to hear, but maybe parts of it were. I, again, I go back to my original. I I'm not intending to upset anybody. I believe James Daniels from the get-go, was saying how the Iowa football program is a part of me and I love it, but it could be even better. All of the players sure. have been saying that. It seems like, to be the sentiment. We we don't want to burn it down. No. We want it tweaked. Correct. And I believe that's why getting rid of the head coach right now so that it's a, it's a rudderless ship at that point, yeah. then the current players... I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, by the way. I'm just okay. saying... Yeah, no, I never said you did. There's... But... You know, in today's environment, in the, the current environment, this is the worst time you could have something like this come out because the mob mentality could just they want they want heads to roll. And it came out because of the time. It came out because of the time. Yes. And I think this is um 
you know, uh, uh, appropriate time to say Texas, Utah, Florida State. There, th- I am really interested to see what's going to happen at Texas. Texas. There's, oh man, Iowa is not alone. No, they're not in in this. And I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to, you know, pass it off. I'm just saying. I don't. It, it's fact. Iowa is not alone with this. And I know we and, don't cover Big Twelve, but I have to applaud the student athletes at the University of Texas for what they did. Okay, I thought it was great. So they're, they're holding the university to their words. Okay. Which is interesting. If you don't really mean it, don't say it. Right. Don't say it. Yep. Um, now, back to James Daniels' comments, back to the press conference Kirk Ferentz has had where three current players, two black, one white, got up and, and talked. The one I was probably the most proud of was Ivory Kelly Martin um, because he's kind of gotten beat out. Yeah. He stayed he's, with the team. Yes. And he sounded amazing. Like he did an incredible job on that press yep. conference. Speech. I mean, he's what third string at, at best at this point, right? Second or third string. I've oh, okay. always really liked that guy as like, I thought he was going to be the breakout player a year or two ago. Hopefully that can still happen, but essentially they're talking about keeping a lot of the same stuff, but tweaking it. I want to read this quote by Ryan Clark, um, uh, defensive back for the Steelers. Okay. Remember where yeah, played, yeah. Where he played college. I don't know. I can't think of it either. I didn't look it up. That's stupid of me, but so here's this quote. That he put out a while ago. I think this is even before, I believe, stuff went down at Iowa. Okay, this is Ryan Clark. You can't ask people for change and then refuse to allow people the opportunity to do so. If they're listening, let them listen. If they make the effort, work with them. The pain of the past can't be erased, but the future can look much different when right is the only way. That's a great quote. And by the way, I just looked it up. He's from LSU. Okay. So... That is, I think, what we're talking about here, right? Let's yeah. recognize the problem. And, and uh, let's and... not cancel culture. Everything. <laughs> no. Correct. Let's, Correct. Like, like, obviously, in any capacity, disliking somebody for something other than who they are and how they act is wrong. That's what every the judge of every person should be off of. Male, female, black, white, yellow, red, everything. Yep. Like it should be based off that. I think I, I think me and, I mean I know me and you agree with that. So I I think there definitely is is an issue. I don't know how else to word it. Give them a chance to yeah, work through. I I think that's the. I mean that's the way I would like to see it happen. And there's a chance. And now I'm really going to get into glass half full where this could wind up being a positive. That could be sure. It could be galvanizing for the team. And I don't even and just well. I just mean like I and I mean this is really looking big view, but like for everybody, something that people sure. can look at and say, yeah. You know, maybe thirty years from now, a movie's made out of this team or something. Now, I, I'm being kind of facetious when I say it, but you know what I'm saying. Let's like, call it Swarm Swarm Twenty. Can we call it that? The Swarm. The Swarm. Um, yeah. And. Uh, um. Unfortunately, this is part of the deal because ultimately it comes down to wins and losses. If this particular Iowa football team. Oh, if they go like three and nine. Ouch. Yep. Ouch, babe. But if they go 10 and two and win the West, it's it's a success story. Yeah. I don't know how else to separate the two with that. We'll, we'll find out. So I wanted to bring up one thing to lighten the mood a little bit here okay. that Keith Duncan said that pineapple does not belong on pizza <laughs> and he could not yeah. be more right about anything. Um, Keith Duncan. Now all of a sudden there's Iowa 
players on Twitter. Um, yeah, another, which is another another thing too. So so uh, Coach Ferentz even said it was a stupid rule, but. I, I don't Here's, think it's a stupid rule. I don't either. And I think it protects them. It protects the team. It protects the program. And I would like to give... It, it, Twitter's like, you know, the, the saying, nothing good happens after 2 a.m.? That's Twitter 24-7. Correct. You know? So, and, and I would even like to say, to a part of me was a little disappointed in that statement because I wish he would have actually just explained where it came from, which is this. Ten years ago, I'm, I'm kind of... It could be seven or eight. I don't know. There was Iowa football player. It was before Twitter really took off. It okay. was a huge thing. Okay, so far enough in the past with that. There were Iowa players, current Iowa players that were on the team at that time, that they were guilty of resending out questionable like memes. Yeah. They were just like nasty memes that I guarantee me and you and other friends send to each other. Right. But they're they, doing it in a somewhat public forum. So... Coach Ferentz got wind of that, and he shut it down because he's I like, I don't blame him. So then, when Twitter came around, he's like, so this is basically like Facebook, except worse. Yeah. So he, that's that's not being it's not being discriminatory, and it, it's probably something that a player knows when they're getting recruited. I think. Correct. I mean, aren't the other you, players at least going to say, you know, you can't have Twitter? You can't be on account now, yeah. right? So which, it's not like you know what you're getting into. Which is another thing to get back to any players getting recruited into the football program for the past five years, 10 years, whatever you have, you get hosted by yeah. another player. Typically speaking, the host looks a lot like you. Should we say that? Yeah. I so think that's how it usually I can't goes. Imagine that those players didn't get told of the environment. But one thing that they talked on the washed up walk on podcast was how being told how strict the situation is. And then actually being in that strict situation is two completely sure. different deals. Yeah. Um, if we ever do the podcast where I try to explain out how things were at Iowa, this would be some of the stuff we would talk about. You just you can't you can't prepare yourself for the shell shockness you get when you go into a program that big. No, um, I wouldn't think so. One of my coworkers uh, played Division One football as an offensive lineman for a Big Twelve program. That's in the middle of the pack. Okay. Yeah. We'll just say that. And I said, Oh, you played for, you know, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, God, did you just love every single minute on campus? Like I did. And and we immediately started laughing Okay, because we both knew I was joking. Right. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a hard thing. It's a job for four and a half years. A hard job. It's pretty a really hard. hard job. It's really, really very hard. And I think you've already kind of, when I was in high school, when you were in high school for football, most of our listeners that played high school football, I bet we got screamed at and yelled at and said pretty mean things to us. Oh, yeah. It's, so it's like being in a company, but it's not really a company. Mm -mm. You don't want your football team to have HR there all the time to lord over your coach. Those, those HR interactions are not fun. Right. And they're non-existent on a football like football team because this isn't really real life stuff. This is a this is a very macho environment where people like if in a company if you're trying to beat the guy out 
or the other person out to be the number one salesperson, yeah. you don't literally punch them and hit them in practice on your way to trying to get there. And you, you also don't take their job. <laughs> Correct. You do that on a football team. It is uber competitive. So what I'm saying is these people that think having all of the discipline, but just make, but just fun, just, just make it discipline, but fun. Have you ever even been a manager of just 12 people or six people? Right. It is hard to do. Yeah. Like you can't get six people on a team and have everybody agree. Huh. Try having 106 on a, on a football team. I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying you. It is. It is a hard thing sure. to do. Another thing I would point out. I'm almost done. But three weeks ago, okay, before this went down, if somebody walked up to a Indiana fan, okay, and said, "Oh, you're an Indiana football fan," you know, well, what type of coach do you want for your football team? You want kind of like a laissez-faire players coach, or you want like a disciplined coach that you know really coaches his players up and develops them. You want you want the discipline coach. You did, Everybody, everyone does. Every fan wants that yeah. of their team. They want to see their team look and play clean yeah. on Saturdays. Correct. I think probably I'm almost through my point here, but like it's what we've always wanted, but not too much. But not too much, and it did get too far here. It did at times, absolutely. And now we need or at to, least alleged. I mean, we don't. I wasn't there. You weren't there. But from what. From Everyone's what we, saying from what it we seems like it went gathered. too far. So hopefully we see changes. Hopefully yeah. things change in general out there. And I hope. Oh, please. Because right now in 2020, like, I mean, I really hate my phone. And, and, and oh, like, it's just, terrible. Just, just, I don't even like going on Twitter anymore. And it's not just Twitter. I only it's do it out of, just, just out getting of habit. Te- just getting texts. Yeah. I mean, you never know when you pick up your phone. Like, oh, God, what's. This is the least fun year of my life. I I mean, I really think that's for everybody. Everybody. Right? The whole world agrees with me on that. And we're not through it yet. No. That's the reality of it. Well, all there right, man. I hopefully got it, it out. An, did you? Did I get it out? Do you feel like I got it out? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I re-listen to this, I'm gonna. there are going to be parts this, that yeah, yeah. I didn't bring up and forgot to say. And then there's going to be parts that I... Did say and wish I would have said completely different. Of course. I'm sure. I want to make this as clear as possible. I racism is bad. I I always do my best to, to try to judge somebody off literally what they present to me when I start talking to them and get to know them. Mm-hmm. Um just a quick little bit into deepness and then we're out of it. But Kelvin Bell. Uh, I was D-line coach. Okay. I think very soon to be... The new D-line coach, right? New D-line yep. coach. I think very soon to probably be assistant head coach. Just oh. would be my guess. Okay. Um, he was on a radio station in Iowa two weeks ago, again, before this went sure. down. And he spoke on... This was after George Floyd's, you know, obviously un, extremely unfortunate demise. And he, he was talking about race relations. And it got... I mean, they just let him talk. You know, there wasn't a sure. ton of questions being lobbed at him by the white old guys that run the the, the uh, radio station down in Iowa. But they let him talk, and he did, I think, a great job. One of the things he says is, you know, he's like, it's a joke when people say, I don't see color. He's like, that's impossible. We all see color. Sure. And I, I totally agree with that. The part that I'm confused on is I don't know how to then handle it. 
I don't know how to recognize that you don't look like me. But at the same time, I, I'm also not supposed to take it into account. I, I don't. That is where I think it's confusing for any of us to be. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. The only thing you can do is get to the point where you're just trying to do your best. I've got young, you know, kids. I'm going to do obviously my best that they'll view it the world the same way. Just just take people by, you know, their merit for who they are. Yeah. For who they are. Not what they look I, like. I mean, I think sure. more and more people are doing that. At least I I hope so. I hope so too. And I hope this world becomes a better place than it's been last two or three weeks and well that that but three, he, three months yeah yeah please yeah okay all righty out of that well speaking of the things that i've tried to do to keep myself busy did you did you see the gigantic play set that i built i did see the gigantic place i, think I might actually i don't built. typically share too much public uh or private stuff onto twitter i might i might put a picture of my yeah, you should play I mean, set. I'd, I'd be pretty, proud of that i'm pretty proud it'd probably be the biggest accomplishment of my life had i built that <laughs> Kurt and I don't exactly have the same stance on construction. No, I we do find not. it but many times enjoyable and and worthy of my time. And, and I and find you try, it, to, you try to run. No, I find it enjoyable to pay people to do <laughs> yeah. those things for me. I mean, there's some things I I will never drywall again the rest of my life. Oh, that's a thankless job right it, there. It is horrible. It's so awful. I, I love paying people to do that. But this is like working with wood. It's sawing and screwing things together. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. As, as a kid, I guess I kind of enjoyed that. So kind there of was stuff. at one. There point. was a time. Yeah. Did you ever play with the toy called Constructs? I don't remember that. that no. They're like long, skinny, kind of whitish gray pieces that like clicked into little blue pieces. I don't that, think so. Really? They're no. Cool, but it's like erector set, basically. Yeah, a little bit like, erector set yeah. style though. You could. You could I mean, I played with certainly stuff like that. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs. Love the Lego, Lincoln Logs. Legos. Legos, of course. Yeah, yeah, Legos. We love. We didn't have the fancy you know, pictures of things to put together. You just had a box of Legos and you just use no, what, your imagination what's to put that, some crappy toy together. What's that damn game the kids are always playing? The Minecraft sure. or something? Yeah. Well, I don't it's basically, really know what that is. Well, you're building a world. You're okay. building all these rooms and houses. And, so it's like working with Legos, but digitally. But digitally, then, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of cool because you don't have to have the physical Lego. Yeah. You know, it's like a book on your phone. Like you don't have to. That's true. It's always there. And I tell you, as a parent of two young humans, um, not picking up after them would be nice because yeah. that's just awful. You'll right never now. step on a Lego again. One of the worst experiences you can have as a parent. Just stepping on general, generally horribly left toys in the. It, it's incredible their ability to leave it right where yeah. it should not be. Yeah. It's it's it's. Quite but amazing. I think the Lego is probably the worst thing you want to step. It's on. up. It's up there. But trust me, it's it's on a gigantic scale of toys that hurt to step on. It, sure. There really okay. is no, no end. Legos also can get stuck in throats of children, too. Oh, boy. So it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Whew. All righty. Looking forward to get through this phase, I'll say that much. In yeah. More ways than one. So, all right. We are hoping the next pod that it will be back to Big Ten college football yeah, specific nice. happenings, having players on campus and getting some stuff going. Shout out to Pick Six Previews. Yes. Should have done that at the beginning of the podcast. Maybe we'll re say it on the next podcast. But there you they go. tweeted us out with the Eyes on Big logo. Um, always good to get any kind of input and shout out from, from right. Brad at Pick Six Previews. And right. I'm looking very much to the magazine. Very close. The digital that's going to come out here very soon. Very so soon. that will start us digging into the, 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 the previous. Yep. The previous. So maybe a pot or two or three. 
Yeah. Before that, then we'll start doing team previews. Yes, indeed, man. Because we believe that there is college football to look forward to. Oh, I can't wait. Gosh, can't wait. Real football. Thanks for making it over here, buddy. Yep. All right. Of course. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.